Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you very much for coming into this teaching. The Lord spoke to me that I should teach God's people how to run a small care group, either at church or in your office, or at your home or your apartment. So let us pray and pay attention to what God wants to talk to you in this lesson. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. You want to use us in this generation to bring souls into the kingdom, to make disciple, to build your kingdom, and to really do your will, Father. We really love you. We want to serve you. We want to be used by you, Father. Anoint us. Give us grace. Give us favor and power, wisdom to be able to serve you effectively, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to speak to us and show us what to do in our life of ministry. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I would like to talk about the practical ways to run a care group or a small group. In order for us to have a very fruitful, balanced Christian life, we should fellowship with other believers. We fellowship with God in a vertical way, and we fellowship with other Christians. We can meet other Christians in both large church meetings or in small group home meetings. The Bible shows us that Jesus Christ himself ministered to people in the temple as well as in people's homes. Likewise, early church Christians had large meetings in the temple or also in the homes for small group gathering. I would like to read many scripture first to convince you that fellowshipping with one another in a small group at home or in apartments or in the church is biblical. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Notice the sentence here. Breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. The first church in the world, in the city of Jerusalem, the believers practiced fellowship Christian fellowship from house to house and also in the temple. First John chapter 1, verses 3 to 7, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. You can see that there are two aspects of fellowshipping. Fellowshipping with the Father and the Son, and fellowshipping with one another among the believers. Fellowship means sharing life, have 
relationship and have a community of love, of faith, and of caring and concerning for one another, building each other up. Verse 4 continue to say, We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you, God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. We can see in this scripture that the Bible encourages us to fellowship with God and fellowship with other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Since I became a new believer many years ago, 39 years ago, I commit myself to go to church every Sunday unless I face an emergency situation or I got called to the hospital. And I also make commitment to go to the small group meetings on a regular basis. Even to now, even though I'm a senior pastor, I still go to the small group fellowship so that I can grow spiritually and use my life to be the blessing to other people. In Acts chapter 20, verse 20, how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly, that is in the church, and from house to house. Again, the early church Christians met one another in the big meeting and also in a small group meeting in their houses. We can hear that home group meetings or care group meetings are biblical. Jesus himself ministered in homes as well. Jesus also ministered in public places with a lot of people around him. At one time, he multiplied the loaves and the fish and fed 5,000 men, not including women and children. I believe if you count all of them, there will be 10,000 of people. And the Lord Jesus Christ met people in their synagogues. But quite often, he met people in their homes. You can see this example in the New Testament. For example, in Mark chapter 1, verses 30 to 31, Jesus ministered to Peter's mother-in-law at her home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand, and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10, Jesus taught the word in Zacchaeus' home. Let me read from verses 5 to 10. And when Jesus came to the place. He looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, 
he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Verse eight, the Bible says, "Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, 'Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold.'" And Jesus said to him, "Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham." For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I believe that the Lord Jesus preached the good news to Zacchaeus at Zacchaeus' home, and Zacchaeus repented, and salvation came to his family. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 11 to 13, the Lord Jesus sent the twelve disciples to preach in homes. Whenever you enter a city or village, search for a worthy person and stay in his home until you leave town. When you enter the home, give it your blessing. If it turns out to be a worthy home, let your blessing stand. If it is not, take back the blessing. You can see here that the disciple in that generation preached the gospel and ministered in people's homes. Luke chapter 10, verses 5 to 7, he sent out the 72 disciples to teach in homes. The Bible says, But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, mean the person accept Jesus Christ, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. You can see here that the Lord Jesus sent his disciple to minister in a family or in a home. Christians in the early church held meetings in private homes as well. We can see that many People heard the disciple proclaiming the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of the Living God in people's home. In Acts chapter 5, verse 42, and daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Christians in the book of Acts also met one another and fellowship with one another both in the church and also in their homes. And we can see that in many scriptures in the Bible, such as in Acts chapter 2, we can see that they met together at their homes. They can have care group or have fellowship where they can have strong bonds of relationship and Christian brother and sister can encourage one another, pray for one another, and they can build each other up. And that contributed toward the growth of the early church. And non-believers can come to both in the church or in the temple or in their home. And non-believers can hear the message of the gospel and get saved. Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47, they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and to the fellowship. You see, to the fellowship to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. 
All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. You can see that they love each other, they help each other. Every day, they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The early church Christians again met together, fellowship with one another at the temple and also in their homes. And unbelievers came in to join them. They heard the gospel and they were saved. And more and more people were added into the church. Romans chapter 16, 3 to 5. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. The church started in the house of this couple. Greet my beloved Epanitus, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. Acts chapter 12, verse 12. We can see another situation that all the believers pray together for Peter when he was arrested and put into a public prison. They were all praying in the home and God performed miracles. He sent an angel to deliver Peter out of jail. And look at what the Bible says. So when he has considered this, he means Peter. He came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where Many were gathered together praying. Peter went to Mary's house where the disciples were praying together. You can see that it's biblical to have fellowship and prayer group in people's home. Philemon chapter 1 verse 2 To the beloved Aphia, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. Wow. You can see that many scriptures confirm that as believers we should meet together both in the church on Sunday as a big gathering, celebrating, worshipping, listening to the sermon, receive the prayer, laying on of hands, using our spiritual gift. But also during the week, Christians should meet one another maybe once a week or more than that, at somebody's home or maybe in an office. The reason I teach this lesson is that some of you may want to start a church together, maybe five of you, ten of you, who got touched by the fire of God, who really want to see revival church in your city, and you have only a small group of people there, you cannot have a church yet. You cannot rent a church building or you cannot go to the hotel to have a big meeting. So you can start the church in a home, come together. And this lesson is to train you how to run a small group in your homes. And 
if you have already a big group to be a church on Sunday, maybe you already have 50 people in your church on Sunday, and you say, "I want to start a small group meeting in different parts of the city." Some members live in the north part of the city. Some members live in the east, or a group of young adult want to be together in the care group, or a group of family, young family, or the youth group want to come together as a care group. Then you understand how to run a care group. Small group meetings can happen at church, at home, in the office. Or a condominium, or in an office. Therefore, it's so important to learn how to run a small group or fellowship group. What do you do in the small group meeting? You come together definitely with God as a center of your group. God is the main reason that you come together to praise Him and to worship Him. This is not a social club. To watch TV together, to just eat together, and talk about something else, about hiking or about golfing. No, God is the center of the fellowship group, and when we come together, we can share our blessing with one another. We can give our life testimony, what good God has done to you and me, and we can share life together. We can share love and words of encouragement together. You can see in Acts chapter two, verse forty-six again. Every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere heart. So they come together and they eat together and they share life with one another, or we call fellowship. When you come. To the small fellowship group, you can encourage one another with the words of exhortation, encouragement, or words of prophecy, and you can help somebody who is down spiritually, help him or her to rise up again. You can give word of testimony to build your brother and sister faith. In Acts chapter twelve verse seventeen, but motioning to them with his hand to keep silent. He declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison, and he said, "Go and tell these things to James and to the brethren." And he departed and went to another place. You can see it here that the Bible talks about go and share the testimony, the wonderful things God has done to me or to you. Not only that, in the small group, we can pray. For one another, we can pray for our church. We can pray for our pastor, leaders. Pray for our vision, for the mission that God is giving to the church. Pray for the president or the king. Pray for the government. Pray for our country. Pray for people who are in need. Pray for our family members to be saved. Acts chapter two, verse forty-two. They devoted themselves. To the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread, and to pray. Again, Acts chapter twelve, verse twelve. I read a while ago that all these believers came to the home of Mary, the mother of John, and they were praying together for Peter, who was in jail. 
Not only that, in the small group we can bring non-believers in, maybe our relatives, our friends who don't know Jesus, who are not born again yet, and we can give testimony and share the gospel, witness about the wonderful grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to our unbelieving friends and relatives in the small group. Sometimes people don't want to go to church. They think that is uh, too serious, look like a religion. But they can come to your small group meeting. You can set up a birthday party in your small group meeting once a while and invite non-believers to come. In Acts chapter 5, verse 42, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. You can see here that the good news was preached not only in the temple or in the church building on Sunday, big meeting, but also the good news can be preached from house to house. So, let me give you some practical point here. You set up a day and a time for the care group. It can be at one place every time, at that day, at that time. Or you can move from house to house, but you need to make sure that you communicate with people. When you start the care group, you set up the time, for example, Wednesday night from 6 to 8. And just try to stay in that period of time. Don't drag too long and start on time. You gather a team to be your team members to run the care group together. Unless you're so strong and you're so good, you start the care group by yourself and start to invite people to come in. But normally, you should have a team. Two or three people join together to run a care group together. And the care group should be the place where people can come for close fellowship and love relationship with one another. Making sure that the place is clean and organized, start on time, and communicate either through text or line or email that we're going to have this care group again, this day, this time. Please come. Invite people to come. Care group Atmosphere should be full of peace, love, joy, sincerity. And you ask the presence of God to be there. You should be led by the Holy Spirit in the care group. The care group time should include the time of giving words of testimony and words of encouragement. What God did for our brother and sister life. What miracle happened? Maybe the testimony of healing, or protection, or provision, so that our brother and sister and our non-Christian guests can be built up and exhorted by the word of testimony. Make sure that the conversation in the care group must be positive, godly, uplifting, and Christ-centered. We should give glory to God. We should not gossip or criticize anybody. We should not use the care group time to be the time of complaining and letting out our frustration 
and talking negative thing to make people feel bad. If you want to express your concern, or you want to share your heartache or your problem, please share with your pastor or with your care group leader or with people who you trust that they are more mature. Don't use the care group time to be the time of complaining, criticizing, gossiping, and talking negative. You may ask people to pray for you for certain concern, but don't go too deep and too long. You may say, you know, I have a concern for my son. Can you pray for him that God will help him in this area? But don't, don't keep going and going and going about the problem of your son in a negative way. Keep the care group atmosphere in a positive direction. Care group should be places where members can share their burdens and then they receive help from one another. And also the care group should be the place that people can exercise their giving, their spiritual gift, and they can use their life to bless other people. Some people may have the gift of giving. They may share money with somebody who needs financial help. In fact, when the church grows bigger, it's very difficult for the pastor to look after everybody in the church. Sunday service is busy, a lot of people. But care group is a good place for spiritual care. You know everybody. You know their names. You know what happened to them. Somebody may be sick and go to the hospital, and we know we can go visit that person. If the members don't join the care group, other members will not know that that member has difficulty in life or sickness in life. But when you are in the care group, everyone in the care group, And the care group leader will know and start to help and minister or maybe cook for that person or visit that person. Care group meetings should include some time where the members pray for each other, pray for the leaders and for the church. And the care group members can take care of each other. Every care group should have at least clear-cut leader for that care group to give guidance and direction. And the care group leader received the vision and the direction from the senior pastor. The care group leader can train the members of that care group to use their spiritual gift and to take care of the needs of other members in the care group. In fact, a care group is a small church. Care group leader functions as a shepherd taking care of God's sheep on behalf of Jesus and on behalf of the senior pastor. The care group or small group is a place of pastoral care, evangelism, and also a place of encouragement. It should be the place that members can bring their non-Christian friends and family members so that they can hear the wonderful testimony and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all these non-believers can experience and see the love of Jesus that manifests through the believers in the care group. Let me give you a practical point of how to run the care group. Again, you have a specific place, specific date, specific time. You can communicate with your team with email what we're going to do today. Who's going to 
be responsible for each function. For example, that person, Mr. A, responsible for greeting time. Mr. B or Mrs. B is responsible for the sharing testimony time, and Mr. C is responsible for teaching. Definitely, we give responsibility to people according to their gifts. People who have the gift of teaching will do the teaching. People who have the gift of evangelism would share the gospel with the non-believers. The members who have the gift of worshiping can play guitar and leading worship. So, what do we do in these two hours of care group? We come together, we sit together in a room, and we start by greeting one another, introducing each other name, so that everyone knows the name of each other. After a care group leader or the representative of the care group leader ask people to introduce their own name and get to know each other, the second one will be praise and worship. You can sing fast praise song, two or three songs, and slow worship song, two or three songs. If you don't have a musician or a guitar man or a pianist, you can use. Internet technology, YouTube, or you can put the song MP3 in the computer and turn it on with the song sheet that passed to everybody, and all the attendees can sing the praise and worship together. Maybe about 20 minutes. After singing together, then we have a sharing time, sharing the testimony with one another. So one of the Person in the group will say, "Is there anybody here have the testimony to encourage brother and sister?" So make sure that the person who share testimony will not use the time to complain, to gossip, and talk negative. If that happen, that leader or the care group leader, the person who is responsible for the sharing time or the care group leader, need to step in and stop right away in a very polite and wise way. For example. If that person start to talk negative or gossiping, you will say thank you so much. Oh, we will pray for you. Cut it off in a polite way. We don't want to continue negative talking in the care group. After sharing testimony, the fourth one is teaching some lesson for half an hour. If your church is under my spiritual care as spiritual father. I can provide for you the care group lesson. There are hundreds of care group lesson that I produced. After the lesson, then we can have offering time. We can use that money to set up party, or to help the poor, or to give to the church for certain projects. That money will be used for the kingdom and for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Offering time. After offering time, we can. Set up the time to pray for one another. If the group is small, we can pray for one another right away. But if the group is so big, more than ten people, you may have to divide into five, five, or three, 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 and those group of people will pray for one another in the group. Definitely, in each part of the care group, greeting or introduction, praise and worship, sharing personal testimony, teaching. Giving, praying for one another, 
each part should have a person assigned to lead that part. If you don't have a lot of people help you, the care group leader can lead every part at the beginning, and later on you train people up to be responsible for each part. You need to make sure that each part is not too long. Greeting maybe not more than five minutes. Praise and worship twenty minutes. Testimony fifteen minutes. Teaching half an hour. Praying for one another ten minutes, and giving time two or three minutes. After you finish all these things, then it's a time for fellowship. You can have snack or some food and some drink together, and take some time to talk. And the care group should be finished within two to two and a half hours, and everyone go home. Definitely, it will be nice that the care group team help the owner of the house to clean up, to put the chair away, put the plate and the spoon and fork away, help the owner of the house, so that it will not be too much burden for the host. The house that we use to run the care group should be the house that is owned by somebody who is committed to the church. Positive, such as maybe the house of the pastor, the house of the care group leader, or some member who really are committed to the church. We should not use the house where the owner of the house is not a believer or is not a member of the local church or a member of your group, so that we will not have a spiritual warfare there because the owner may not be happy when we talk about Jesus. In the care group, another thing I want to say: make sure that we really have the heart of submission and honor one another. The care group leader will have the final say. Definitely, he or she need to listen to the Holy Spirit and follow the Bible. Everyone should respect, honor, and submit to the care group leader. If the care group leader changes. The direction, for example, today we will not have time to pray for one another because the time is running out. The care group leader will make that decision, and everyone say, "Amen." We submit to you. In every meeting, there should be only one leader. We should not fight one another in the group. Oh no, I don't want this. Oh, you want that? Oh, we keep fighting in the care group. I want this way. You want that way? No, no. We need to follow. The direction of one leader, that is care group leader of that night. If the care group leader is out of town, he will assign somebody to lead the group, and everyone who submit to and listen to that assigned care group leader. In this way, the devil cannot step in to cause any chaos or heartache, because we all submit to one another. I hope that this. Sharing time helps you to build up a good care group in your city or in your church. If you start a church now and you want to really serve God, and you have no church to go, you start the care group at home first. If you have any question in the future, you can call New Hope International Church. Our pastor are willing to give you more advice in a practical way how to run. The care group. Thank you so much for listening. I believe that the Lord will give you wisdom, anoint you, 
helped you and you focus on God. God is the center of your care group. The care group must be godly, loving, pure, and pleasing to God. When you really manage the finances of the care group, make sure that two or three people count money together and they all are not family members of one family. Husband and wife should not count money together and have a clear record of the income and expenses in the care group. Make sure that you have clean hands and pure heart. Serving the Lord under the anointing by the leading of the Holy Spirit and the Lord will really grow your group. Don't look down on the day of small things. God will grow and multiply your ministry and your effort for the kingdom of God. Pray a lot that God will bring people in. Pray a lot for wisdom, for the grace and the favor of God in your ministry and in your group. If you are in a local church already and you desire to have a care group, I recommend you consult your pastor or your top leader and have the permission to start the group. You don't start the group without the permission of your senior pastor or your leader in that church. Everything that you do spiritually should be in the line of authority and with the approval that comes from the top down. Don't do anything of your own because you will not get protection from God and that also may cause some confusion and heartache in the church. We should be in unity, flow together as the army of God. May the Lord bless you. Father, I pray that you will use my brother and sister who desire to be used by you in that church, in that city. Oh Lord, we thank you so much that you give them power, wisdom, and grace to run the care group. Thank you, Father. And I believe, Lord, you will use them to be the blessing to many people in that church, in that city. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. 